Vixen. <laughs> Hi guys. Welcome back to Double Digested, a Riverdale recap podcast. I'm Jonathan. I'm Rebecca. And today we're going to be recapping Ep 2 for you guys. Do you remember what episode 2 is called? Because I'm realizing I didn't write it down. I just assumed it was chapter 2. <laughs> oh boy. It's all, cause so episode 1 was chapter 1. The River's Edge. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. I honestly um, don't even pay attention to the next Netflix titles. I'm just like, next, next. Yeah. Episode two. What can we call it? Episode two. Um, it's probably something like, it's probably some stupid pun, like a, a splash to remember. So something <laughs> involving a river and an existing title. Enchantment Under the Sea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something about the rolling fog. Yeah. Oh, that rolling yeah. Gone with fog. the fog. Gone with the fog. So, I like it. Yeah. Episode two, Gone with the Fog. So that's, yes. that's our focus today. Did you want to kick it off? Sure. Are we like just diving right? Do we have any like Riverdale news first? Um, Riverdale news, Riverdale news. Um, well, I've just been following more and more of KJ Appa's Instagram. Sure. There are a lot of, like, photos of him with the cast, and I don't know if that's because maybe you can enlighten me. Are they shooting season two now, or are they just throwbacks? What is he up to? My guess is they're still shooting... How many episodes of season one are there? I think it's a ten-episode season. So then you would think they'd be wrapped. Unless they're delaying... I mean, a lot of the references are very current, but I feel like they're not that current. Do you think they're all just, like, buds? I mean, I want to think so. Like, in my mind, KJ Appa doesn't know anyone other than the cast of Riverdale, and he doesn't hang out with anyone else, but I feel like it's just too coincidental. Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't know. I hope so. I mean... There's no way this isn't getting picked up for a second season. But I also feel like if it had been picked up for a second season, we would have heard something. They might want to, like, just... Be, like, they might just want to announce it, like, when everyone's... I don't know, episode eight around then probably around spring sweeps definitely definitely yeah that's that's an industry (laughs) (laughs) for for all those of you listeners um okay other quick just general teen soap news Mm -hmm. yes or no tell me if you've heard of scam no scam is in a norwegian teen soap opera i already love it oh my god it is it's the it's the greatest it's so good um our friend Akiva has been yes. talking about it for a while, yeah. and he finally sent me a link to this Google Drive doc that had all of season three. Uh, Akiva. It, it Akiva ha- friend of the shows. Friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> he'd hate, he'd hate that. Yeah, um, and it hasn't been released officially with English subtitles, so, like, a bunch of, like, obsessive fans have been subtitling it and just, like, uploading into these Google Drives. Of course. And it's this show about these, like, you know, like, just hard-partying, like, super, super cool, completely attractive, but right. actually played by... 16 year old like Norwegian teens at this like cool school and I just like I started in season three I love it already I'll have to check it out Scam. one of my wait are the are the actors like in anything like are they evidently did you say Norwegian or yes they, okay because one of my favorite things is when you find out that someone who you think is American is like low-key Scandinavian it actually yeah. gets me so excited these these these, these ones are like high-key Scandinavian because okay. okay. <laughs> I was watching the Grammys yesterday and I didn't know until then that the... Lucas Graham? Okay, first of all, I thought Lucas Graham was one person. Confirm or deny. Is that a band? No, he okay. was performing with, like, some girl. Okay, okay. So that makes me feel better. And yeah, he's, like, Danish. But I thought he was just, like, a country star. Or, like, no, a, like, it's Lucas with a K. Star. It's, yeah. like, Lucas. But I thought he was trying to be edgy. Sure. And then all the last names of the people in the in the song were, like, Scarp Gorp. Can I say, I hate 
seven years. I really don't like it. Okay, I actually am not that against it. It has to be played slow, though. Like, it's the kind of song I'd, like, look out a rainy window and cry. But I really am not into that stupid 21 Pilot song. Well, that, same. That actually made me pull my hair out when it won. But those songs fall into a similar camp for me of, like, it's, like, this fucking, like, it's this just, like, weak teen nostalgia. Okay. Both of those are, like, whiny boys whining about nostalgia. I, I agree with you completely, but I feel like that is that has to be something that stays in the first decade of the 2000s. Like, it yeah. can't carry over. I won't do it. And I also feel like it's bonkers that it, it won because it means people liked it. And I can't think of anyone in any age group in this year liking that song. Liking 20, the 21 Pilots? Yeah, I don't even know what it's called. Um, it's like... Is it stressed out? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I tell you something that, like, really put that song into, like, a weird headspace for me? Um, I... You know, if if you're like vigilant in in 2017, mm-hmm. you like kind of like like to keep tabs on like what the alt right's doing, what the like white nationalists and oh, the no. neo Nazis are doing. It. Should I not be? Is this, this? Is this like a theme song? For oh <laughs> my god! So one of these like very scary accounts posted this video set to that of like if I could turn back time to the good old days and it was straight up footage of like Hitler youth and it was the scariest video that's very disturbing but it's also a little bit disturbing that they would write a song that could be adapted in that way sure yeah no like if there's any shading of like what it how it can be interpreted like maybe uh, I don't know maybe they definitely voted for Trump (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I already know. I know. When and when they came up on there with their pants pulled down oh to their my ankles. God. They thought that was so charming. They were so and into like it. that is that is privilege. The that fact was, that they could do that. That was so uh, that just irked me. And I also feel like speaking of alt right, mm-hmm. one of those guys was like a tuft of hair from a tuft of hair away from looking like a skinhead. Like so close. Yeah, so close. And the one with the yellow hair where it looks like he just like color swatched it pantone to like yeah. to Beyonce's hold up dress. Yeah. I just didn't <laughs> I re- oh. He looked like a troll doll a bit. He really did. Cl- he looked more like a troll doll than the trolls in that movie, the troll troll dolls, trolls. Oh, oh yes. Oh, oh, I'm familiar. Because yeah, sure. they don't look like they don't look like the trolls. No, they don't. They don't yeah. look like the trolls. That's a bit that was a bit disappointing, I thought. Yeah. But I guess they're trying to take it in a new artistic direction. And what? In a similar vein, these characters don't all look exactly like... <laughs> That's also fair. Yeah. So I guess they're taking a, a note from, from Riverdale. Um, but I did want to ask, what did you think about... Did you watch the Grammys? Yes, I did. Okay. For the fir- for, I think for the first time ever. Okay. Oh, really? I remember watching when M.I.A. was pregnant, so okay. that one and this one. Yeah, I mean, I, my favorite Grammys are Grammys when performers are pregnant. It yes. just does good things for the show. Um, but I saw a lot on Twitter and read a lot online, and obviously, like, I buy into the beef more than it actually exists, but did you think something was going on with Rihanna? Did you think she was genuinely cheesed about not getting nominated for Album of the Year? And then, did you see that moment where Beyonce won and she, like, put lipstick on? Um, she was kind of giving looks the whole night. By the time that time came, like, I had turned it off by then, mm-hmm. full disclosure. Right. I think during Lady Gaga Metallica, I was mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm, the, the, you have, you have beat me, I'm done. Yes. I watched the Chance video, like, later at night. Right. Um, so I didn't see that, but she was kind of, like, giving very justified looks throughout the whole thing, and I do yeah. feel bad for her that at the end of the year, Auntie was like... Okay. People had forgotten it, about it. No, it was People completely sidelined. It, it was it, on no lists. It was, it, 
I, I think there was, I don't even know if I'm right about this, but I swear, t- like, 21 Pilots or someone equally undeserving was in the album of the year category. Yeah. And Anti was not. And the one thing that, like, it was, like, work or something, but they said the name Anti like, once in the entire nomination, like, readings throughout the show. And the woman who read it said Auntie. Or, like... Auntie, like someone's auntie. Yeah, she said, she said Auntie. <laughs> Rihanna's no one's Auntie. And, and Rihanna was just kind of like, fuck this. I was like, okay, so I, I do think that she's justified in being in acting that way because I feel like she was sure. snubbed. But I also saw at the end when she was, like, being real nice with, like... Beyonce and uh, Blue Ivy, mm-hmm. but it kind of reminded me of that scene in Kill Bill where at the <laughs> beginning Uma Thurman and what's that black woman's name in the first scene? I of, just know the character is named. It's like Black Black Mamba. Black Mamba. That's it. Uma Thurman comes to her house to kill her, and then the daughter comes home and yeah. they act nice in front of each other. I was like, this is exactly what Beyonce and Rihanna are doing right now. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as Blue Ivy walks away, Rihanna is going to kill her. Blue Ivy in her little prince <laughs> suit, though. So cute. <laughs> Very cute. Also, did you see that clip, sorry, of James Corden, like, trying to shake her hand? Yes. And and she, <laughs> and she just, like, mentions she has an iPad. That's yeah, I... Like, I have an iPad. I, I agree. I also, like, was thinking about this yesterday, but I feel like James Corden is kind of like the male Adele. Like, not even just the way he looks, but similarly in, like, his sense of humor, his accent, his, like, presence, his, like... Like, the the thought crossed my mind, and then I was, like, checking off all these different ways that they're similar. I think the main difference is Adele is not a nerd, and James Corden's, like, a, a nerd. nerd. That's true. But, he, but they could be siblings. They could totally be siblings. And one's they the both... popular one, and one's kind of the nerdy one, but she kind of, like... But they both yeah. are very good singers. Like, James Corden is a very talented oh, singer. Oh, I know. Into the Woods? Yeah. I don't know. I just... I was like, someone needs to point this out. Yeah. Um, I, did you watch, okay, do you, have you, do you watch the Tonys? I have not, no. Because last year he hosted the Tonys. It was, like, really excellent. It floored me. Really? Tonys is my favorite awards show. I've heard good things about it. They're the best. Because these are, like, people who are, like, their, their job is to entertain live. Right. So So the live TV goes off without a hitch. Perfect. I'll have to check it. Has the Tonys happened this year? Mm Mm-mm. Happens in June. Oh, that's late. Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. I'll check it out. Okay. Should we get into episode two? I think we should. Episode two, Gone with the Fog. Gone with the Fog, episode two. So the first note that I have is just in all caps, Archie's bod. Yes. Oh my God. It is a hot and foggy (laughs) night in Riverdale. (laughs) As as any other night. As every other night. Every other night. And he's tossing and turning above the sheets. And of course he sleeps in his underwear, which like... Does anyone really sleep in their underwear? I feel like people either sleep in their pajamas or sleep naked, but I'm always a little bit suspect in movies when people sleep in their underwear. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not a 16-year-old boy, so I, like, cannot speak to that, but I agree with your thing. Generally, I'm doing a full double breasted or a (laughs) A nightgown or nothing. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that was a nice treat for us. And then he gets up to go running because he needs to clear his head, and, and he says you up to Betty, and Betty's still icing him out. And mm-hmm. I love that he puts on socks and shoes. Yeah. Doesn't bother to put on nope. clothes. Nope, just socks, shoes, maybe maybe a short gym short, yeah. and hits the road. Also, did you notice that when they were texting, they were both clearly using iPhones, like, five or six, but their apps were, like, some weird Android. Like, they... 
they used the the hardware but not the software. Yeah. It was very Are they, is everyone in Riverdale just, like, on WhatsApp? (laughs) It's it's some sort of, like, weird WhatsApp. Yeah. It's, like, some rip-off, like, what's happening At least they're, like, doing the iPhones and it's not that, like, like, the iCarly thing where it's, like, a pair. Yeah, oh, yeah, the Zoe 101 (laughs) pair. I lived for that. I was looking at the back of Jughead's laptop to see if I could find a MacBook symbol, and there was a sticker over it, but there wasn't a replacement logo. That's how they get away with it now, is the sticker. Yeah, and I was, like... I don't know if they're trying to trick me into a pair or if Jughead's just one of those, like, moody skateboard kids who has that sticker, because I could buy either way. I think it's a little bit of column A and a little mm, bit of yeah. column B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fair. So he goes over to Grundy's. He goes over to Grundy's, and he... He... What, he he barges in and she's like, you can't come to my house or something. Yeah. She also looks incredible. Like, no one wakes up at 2 a.m. and looks like no, that. No, and it's like her mouth is saying you can't come to my house, but her, like, <laughs> eyes are saying, like, please come Yeah, in. she's smizing the whole scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, we could go to ch- jail, which, like, no, you are yeah. manipulating this child. Yep. Yeah, uh, and what what do they settle on? He says he needs to tell Weatherby. Yeah. And she says, no, no. It's, it's going to screw us up. We're going to go to jail. We can't explain why we were there. Sure. Which, Which no. is like, okay, fair, but also, like, it's R- going to come out. Rapid fire. Rapid fire quick. Like, back and forth. Like, think of explanations for why he could be there. Like, there's he could have been fishing. He could have been doing another one of his stupid early morning jogs. Like, if he's jogging at three, he can definitely jog at six. That's true. Like, there there's a plethora of answers to this question. And mm-hmm. she was being a little uptight, I thought. Yeah. It, mm, okay. Anyway, she's covering her ass. Maybe mm-hmm. she's done this before. Yeah. With students. I don't know. Maybe she's just, like, tearing through the sophomores of Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Um, now, next do we head to Betty's house? Yeah, so in the morning it's Betty's, Mm -hmm. Betty's mom, Alice, which we haven't mentioned yet that her name is Alice I know, I I didn't actually catch that until this episode. I feel like they must have said it, but it must be like that in the comic book, too. So that's the crazy thing, is, like, the name, like, Alice Cooper predates Alice Cooper. Yeah, that's what I was, like, Alice Cooper, the the good one, Betty's mom. Yeah. (laughs) She predates the real Alice she Cooper. She predates the real Alice Cooper, which is hilarious. Or should we say the rip-off Alice Cooper? The rip-off. It's just Do you fortuitous. think Alice Cooper is named after Alice I, Cooper? I, like, so doubt that. Because, like, especially even of all the Archie comic parents, that would be such a deep cut. Like, you'd be naming yourself Hiram. That's <laughs> true. That's true. I, honestly, if we had an intern, I would ask them to Google that right now. But that's that's for an after-episode search. If uh, you gave me the Wi-Fi password to your house, <laughs> I'd Google it <laughs> Uh, moving on. Um, yeah, so I, I have written down here, I love Betty's mom, so something must have happened in the scene that made me just reaffirm my love for her. Yeah, you're really... Did, did, was, was that the scene where she... Not where she waves the sage. Oh, okay, damn. <laughs> that, that scene actually moved me. It was in that moment that I was like, this is who I want to be when I'm an adult. Banish the evil spirits was like... <laughs> okay, well, we'll get to that, we'll get to that. Um, so then they're at school, and, like, here's a moment that I just, like, very much, like, like Jughead is my soul connection, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where he, like, spells it out very frankly to, to Archie. He, like, makes a joke, and he says, sardonic humor is just my way of relating yeah. to the world. And it's yeah. that thing of, like, where you're trying to relate to someone and then the popular kids treat you like like a freak and like they they overreact to you saying something yeah. and he's like wow that's really insensitive of you Jughead like Jason just 
die. Yeah. Like, you're being, like, really bad. Like, yeah. he's just said he's turned into such a normie. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Jughead because as much as, like, there's something about that character that I detest, mm-hmm. but I also find good because he's contrarian. Like, if I were in the situation, I would hate him, yep. but I like him because he's annoying to the people who I hate. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like, I feel like we have a common enemy. And I feel like people like that do suck, and, like, emos suck, and, like, sulky, self-important characters suck, but, like... But I need that. Cole Sprouse is like... <laughs> I know. It's, it's so crazy to see Cole Sprouse be this from... What was he? Was he named? He was Cody. Oh, he was Cody. Okay. From being Cody to this. I know. But I guess they're, they're both, like, similar, like, kind of, like, lonery, smart True. Characters. And Cody was, like, always the one who was taking creative risks. Like, he was the one in that one episode who pretended to be a girl the whole episode. Yeah. Like, he's, like, Yeah, he, he really yeah. does go out there for what he believes in. Um... And then so the the bullies come by and mm-hmm. and, and Archie kind of joins up with them. Yeah. Um, Kevin and Betty get called to the office. Oh yes. Oh, also this is where I discovered my new favorite character, mm-hmm. Mrs. Phillips. Did you <laughs> catch her dry delivery to Betty? I think Betty said, "No." Kevin said, "Are these for Betty?" And mm-hmm. the secretary, I don't even think she looks him in the eye. She just is still looking down and goes, "That's why I called her." And Kevin is <laughs> so that person who like sucks up to the secretary. He's like, "Oh, are these for Betty, Mrs. Phillips?" Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, can you fuck off? Yeah. She's like, I hate my job. Yeah. She's going to, like, collect that pension, though, probably. Oh, Working for the Riverdale school board. She's fine. Oh, she low-key has, like, the longest summers of anyone who works at the school. <laughs> she's got yeah. a crisp eight weeks. Um, she's taking a two-hour lunch. Yeah, she is. Um, and then in comes Veronica. Yes. She's the sender of the flowers, and she comes bearing another gift. Is that? She brings in a couple of cupcakes. Yes, flown in from Magnolia. Yeah, flown in from Magnolia, which she's sure to name drop as soon as Bet- Betty mentions them. Um, I really like that they're wearing their, like, respective color palettes that we've come to accept. Like, mm-hmm. she's in her, ba- Betty's in her baby pink. Yeah. Veronica's in a black shirt. They both kind of have these, like, matching little, like, white collars in their outfits. Like, there's yeah. some real... It's very, like, classic Archie. I like yeah. that they keep those little symbols for us. Mm-hmm. And then... What, do we see Weatherby after this? We do. We see Weatherby, and again, I know I said this last time, but he is RuPaul out of drag. I actually thought he was going to tell, like, Cheryl to just sashay (laughs) away or something. I was like, this needs to happen. Uh, yeah, so he gets on, he he does an announcement with Kevin's dad, the sheriff. Mm -hmm. Who Uh, is, by the way, very hot. For sure. I think of all of the parents besides... Don't say Archie's dad. No, I was okay. going to say besides Veronica's mom. Oh, okay, okay, good. She's the good, hottest good. parent. Yeah, no, that oh, is a couple. And the mayor, Josie's mom. The mayor is hot. I actually have some comments about her after too. Um, all of the authority figures. So yeah, so they have the the school announcement, which is like obviously how you handle a murder. Mm-hmm. Is it like you do On a PA an system? Yeah. Right, of course. And then and then Cheryl, of course, has to cut in and hashtag Riverdale strong because. It's 2017. Actually, that's more of a 2013 thing, I guess. I know, and she keeps dropping hashtags. She's also wearing this, like, brooch of a spider. So if she wasn't already, like, super villain who's, like... Like, like I don't know any 15-year-olds who are, like, wearing a... Oh, I think she's a senior. But yeah. I don't know any one who's coming to school in a brooch. But Cheryl's making that choice. Yeah, it's very, like, a Cruella de Vil meets, like... Pippi Longstocking. Well, I forget if it's this episode or the last episode where they refer to her as, like, the Red Widow. Yeah. <laughs> and she's got the, like, Black it. Widow. Yeah. Um, um, then we go to, what, science class? Yes. And we have 
the teacher saying, okay, everyone partner up, and mm-hmm. then everyone gets to shout out their partners. This is, like, the perfect moment for establishing, like, all of the school politics, all yes, of the character yes. relationships. I also remember this moment from when I was in high school, when you arrive at a class and a teacher reveals that you're doing a paired activity, and it actually is the most anxiety, like, like fueled moment, because... If you're the person who doesn't act quickly enough, you either get exposed for being the one that no one likes, or you have to get stuck with someone you don't like. So the teacher's like, pair up, and then it all comes out. Yeah. But Kevin actually shuts Moose down, because Moose is like, I'm with Kevin. And Kevin's like, no, 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 you're not. Yeah. So he gives, like, a look of terror. Mm-hmm. He says, he says, stick with girls, right? He's kind of, yeah. like, pushing him back into the closet. He says, yeah, he gives him a little, like, stick to what you know. But then he, like, drops that, like, Moose is in a relationship. So it could be coming from a place of not wanting Moose to cheat on his girlfriend, but I don't I mean, think I that's the place it it's is, coming but from. I I feel like it's not. Yeah. Because I feel like if it were, Moose wouldn't be so open about it. And there's also one point where, like, Archie asks Cheryl a question here. And Cheryl answers, no, you ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a classic old-timey, but, like cutthroat insult. Mm-hmm. She would have been a great Heather. She oh, could yeah. have been, like, a really cool Heather. And then she, like, stabs into that frog. Archie's trying to, like, dig, trying to get some information yeah, out of her. Yeah. And she just shows she's unfazed. And th- those two cronies that Cheryl has, were they around in the comic? Because um, I feel like I don't remember that. No, I think they're randos. Okay. Um, and she calls them, like, she really calls them out on being, like, extras with no names in yeah. their heads. Because she's like, you mannequins. Like, yeah, 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 I like that. <laughs> I feel like those moments feel very glee to me. Like, I feel like that's something, what was the blonde girl's name? The girl, the girl who was, like, the head cheerleader before, like, her demise. Um... It's, I know like there's a character. A Quinn. Named, it's yeah. Quinn. Okay, yeah. And then, like, she and Santana would bully people and with, like, such mean things, but they were always true. Yeah, mean and very mannered. Yeah. Very, like, not something ever in a million years. Yeah. I I, I feel like Roberto, what is it? Aguirre. 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 Sacasa. Has a hand in that. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want to see someone knock these people down. Okay, so bring me back to your, your fave, Alice Cooper. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any thoughts on her digging for information with, like, the creepy morgue guy, yeah. or, like, why that scene, like, felt I mean, so out of place. like, there was something real out of place about that, because I feel like, and maybe I missed it, but it wasn't until that scene that we found out that she was a reporter, is that right? Definitely not until then that I, like, yeah, it so, hadn't I, sunk in. And me. I don't think they reveal it until, like, a few lines into the scene, too, so you just see Betty at Jason's, like table being like can I give you I don't even know what she said or Alice is like can I bribe you or she's like trying to get information it just seems really sleazy yeah and the and the morticians like every corpse has a tale to tell and I'm like is this like the haunted mansion yeah yeah I feel like that's the kind of mortician who like Loki has sex with dead bodies you know like Mm -hmm. he's definitely yeah that was definitely like they they were you know I think that's what you're supposed to take away oh well I mean I just assume that by default about everyone (gasps) oh my god I do, please read what I have in my notes right here. <laughs> she, she wrote, this here is a man who fucks bodies. <laughs> so I think we So I feel both like we definitely, definitely both, we yeah. both got that vibe. Also, I just assume that anyone who's like a, a mortician or who works in a morgue probably likes to get down and dirty with dead bodies. And like, I'm not saying I would because like, I wouldn't. No. But I would say an opportunity alone with a corpse offers... <laughs> not even sexually like wouldn't you kind of like explore the person's like like I'd 
like hold their hand up in weird ways or like make them hit themselves or like I mean they're already dead you don't know them no one who knows them will know that you did this I mean I don't want to say anything like on record (laughs) no um yeah people who are like taking on that job as their job like do have an interest in body they're Cheryl Blossom in the science class yeah oh interesting that it cut from that to that oh and yeah and there's like a line where she's like she my says, brother's on a slab. Yeah, my brother's on a slab right now, and then she cuts him open, and it's straight to the morgue. Yeah. Was he getting autopsy? Is that what was happening? I think so. Okay, yeah, so that was definitely it. Um, probably something about a toxicology report. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so then Betty's mom is snooping around. Then we go to a conversation between Betty and Kevin or something? Yeah, so They're then it's walking. lunchtime on the field. Right. They're, like, talking. They they go over. I just want to point out, like, again, I'm always looking for patterns. Mm-hmm. So this really, I think, like, tells you all of the types. Mm-hmm. Uh, Betty has the cafeteria tray with her, like, little fruit cup. Yeah. Kevin has a bagged lunch. Mm-hmm. Veronica comes, which is she is... It's it's coffee and cupcakes. Of course, that's that's what that's how Veronica stays yeah. fueled. This is a girl who like lives on cigarettes, low key. Like uh-huh. she's she's behind the school every day, having like a Starbucks and like a I don't know. I don't even know anything about cigarettes. An, an American spirit. <laughs> no, she's not hip enough. This Veronica actually is hip enough. Yeah. So I take that all yeah. back. Um. And there, she says Betty says something. No, Kevin says something to Betty and Veronica about Moose. He's like, yeah, I just. I feel like he should stay in the closet or like he says i know sexuality's fluid but can someone named moose be that fluid he says can someone named moose be that fluid but then after when they're approaching the picnic bench he says something oh like, the closet thing so that's yeah. because of the seven minutes in heaven oh okay that took me i wasn't second. sure i know because i like, like paused it and i was like is this referring to seven minutes in heaven but it felt like kind of like so far away that i wasn't sure if there was another reference i was missing no that was it that took me a second too and that explains why they reacted so adversely yeah because they were fresh out of their right own closet stuff um and then archie what performs a song yeah and betty has a classic betty reaction classic betty not the first time in this episode someone's gonna run away across the field no no it seems to be a very cliche move for riverdale high she Mm -hmm. she cries and runs off and archie chases her honestly when he got up i was like literally sit down like if she's gonna have that reaction let her do that yeah because i will agree what he said to her in episode one when she confronted him said like i'm not good enough for you is cliche and annoying and just sad but it wasn't mean like he hasn't actually done anything to her that's like him being a dick he just isn't into her yeah like granted okay he's sleeping with his teacher and that's fucked He hasn't, like, bullied her or, like, insulted her. Yeah. Betty's thing, though, is, like, she's clearly very, like, not ready to be friends with him again. Mm -hmm. But she decided to be because she was pushed by her mom. Because her mom was like, Archie hurt you. You need to, like, shut him out of your life. And immediately she was like, walk me to school. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. like, it's anytime her mom tells her to do something, like, she's going to do the opposite. Even if I think it was too soon for her. Also, I feel like Betty is someone, like with the drive and responsibility of, like, an adult, but she has the emotional, like, age of, like, a 12-year-old. Which is, like, a very real, like, gifted students thing. Oh, no, where, it's, like, t- it's totally Where, like, they can be very smart, but also, like, insane. But I feel like that's why, to us, or at least I can say for myself, Veronica is so much, like, cooler to me, because I feel like she is wise beyond her years. 
Oh, very much so. And, like, Veronica's obviously the aspirational character, but even in this scene, Betty says, like, where I feel safest is us, but that's not true anymore. And, like, stuff like that, which is, like, so late. Like, the reason why I react so negatively to it is because, like, when I was 15, I said the same yeah, thing to exactly. Boyd. Like, I said the exact same. Like, Betty is just, like, retracing. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like this is, like, little everything. Archie Betty. But yeah. it's it's just Archie Betty. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. By the end of the season, we'll see. So then... <laughs> The principal, like, tries to, like, pressure confession out of Archie, which is like, this is not your job. Yeah, it was weird. Like, it's, they're really blurring the lines between, like, school admin and, like, law enforcement. They seem to always be in the same situation, like Kevin's dad and Mr. Weatherby, and I just, I mean, they're really sharing responsibilities with this. And then he, he, he's like, based on the look you gave me this morning in the office, I know you know something. I was like, no, you don't. Like, he could have been, like, just watching you guys give the announcement. Yeah, your main responsibility, Mr. Weatherby, is, like, the emotional health of your students. the emotional health of your students, and then, like, holding a contest for drag divas. And, like, make... Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Those two things. Don't give people the third degree. Don't accost them on the field. It's Mm -mm. very strange. Yeah, so then, like, obviously what Archie does, after one, like, disastrous confrontation with faculty, he starts another, Mm -hmm. and he goes to Miss Grundy. Of course he does. All I have is, Miss Grundy is such a minx. I think I wrote that because this is the scene where she she fakes being into him so that he won't tell Weatherby. Another ploy that, I mean, I guess we shouldn't be expecting, like, mature behavior from Miss Grundy at this point, Mm -mm. but I don't know what she thought would come of this. She's like, "I, I... I, you can't do it. And he goes, this is also stupid on his part, but he's like, would, like, what if I, I don't do it? Would you, would you be into me? And she's like, mm, yeah. I know, was... <laughs> and I was like, seriously? Is that oh, how this is that go? part was so rough. <laughs> yeah. Also, we keep seeing her, um, about to play a cello, <laughs> but never playing the cello. Maybe that's just like her character's thing. Maybe she's just in like a perpetual state of almost playing a cello. Yeah. It's the same way that like, I'm always like, almost going to learn piano. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, I'm almost gonna take intro to Chinese. Or, like, we're almost going to get proper audio equipment for this podcast. (laughs) It's not Exactly. It's not happening, but but we'll try. Um, And then it's cheerleading rehearsal. I think I love every cheerleading scene. Oh, yeah. They definitely give a lot more than they take, which is amazing. So, um, the River Vixens are, like, really bad at dancing. Oh, they're awful. And I honestly, and I I didn't go to a high school where there was a cheer team where, like, maybe there was, I didn't know about it, but I do not enjoy a cheer team where the activity is, like, weird choreographed dancing. Like, don't call yourself a cheer team. Like, you're not, like doing cartwheels or throwing people in the air, like, doing the splits. It's not cheer practice, Mm-mm. right? And I feel like there was a lot of, like, waving pom-poms and, like, wa- stepping back and forth. I don't know. And just, like, weird, kind of, like, slow, like, just kind of, like, bu- like, it just, I don't know. It sucks, but they they already have Veronica as, like, the front and center cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and Cheryl Blossom in this scene self-refers as a beautiful... She says she's a beautiful, exotic, hot house flower. She's amazing. That has so many adjectives. Well, hot house being like a hot house. Oh, okay. No, she's a hot house. <laughs> I flower. thought she meant like she was a hot house plant. Everyone can relate. Everyone has like a smoking. <laughs> yeah, house everyone has flower. that one orchid. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one orchid. Um, then we cut to. Oh, so they get in the fight in the pep scene, or yeah. the cheer practice, I should say. And Betty rescinds her invitation. Oh, sorry, we didn't explain this, but 
earlier on, Betty and Veronica decide to, like, get a mani-pedi or something. Yeah, Veronica gets her at a, pa- a pass, and the spa was called, like, <laughs> such a generic, like, French spa name. It was called, like, O'Shea. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, there is no way that O'Shea's Riverdale spa. has, a, a, like, a, a spa called O'Shea. Like, it's not mm. happening. It's called, like, nails, Tammy's nails, nails. name. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a pun. It's, yeah. a, it's a pun name for yeah. spa. Yeah, it definitely is. And so, anyway, so at cheer practice, Betty was like, actually, no, we're not doing this because you went in the closet with Archie, so... Hey, Cheryl! Cheryl, let's, let's figure it out. She also calls Veronica, like, a wasp, which I know she didn't mean it that way, but coming from, like, definitely the waspiest wasp, wasp in Riverdale, it was like, yeah. okay, Betty. I feel like wasp in this show is not really, like, that's not really any information. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like by default, everyone involved is a wasp. Do you know what I mean? Or at least... All the girls in that scene are. Yeah. I don't know. The river vixens yeah. should really be called the wasp's nest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the hive. The, the river wasp. <laughs> um, then, so we we go, we jump to... Wait, quick revelation I had. Yes, Because yes. after Betty invited Cheryl, <laughs> Cheryl said, as poor moi, Betty. And I was thinking about it and I realized, Cheryl's just Miss Piggy. <laughs> She's like... She's got the perfect hair, <laughs> the overinflated ego. She's vicious when she needs to be. She's, yeah. like, always referring to herself as crazy shit. Yeah, she's, she thinks she she's, has like... A look. Yeah, she thinks she's, like, a mature adult woman. I think she's just Miss Piggy, so that's, like, kind of cool. That's a fair comparison. Um, well, that actually is very apt. Uh, I feel like... Yeah, so then we get to Betty's. And what, Cheryl's combing her hair and they're putting makeup on each other? Yes, which is like a wild scene and it's very Very, charged. Very charged. And I thought we left the lesbian stuff or the pseudo-lesbian stuff in the last episode. Yeah, this stuff was like something way more sinister and Cheryl's like stroking Betty's face trying to get some kind of... This show, they're all such like kid detectives. The the only interactions are based on trying to get information out of other people. Yeah, the, the scene felt very, like, Pretty Little Liars or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I could hear the theme song in the background. It was, I mean, it was, it was very weird, but it kind of, like, gave you an insight into, like, if you were unsure if Cheryl was crazy or not, here's your confirmation. And beyond that, if you were unsure that Betty's naive, here's your confirmation. Also, if you're unsure if Betty's the craziest of all. Here is your first hint. <laughs> yeah. If this... you think Betty might have, like, dissociative identity disorder, it could be. Here we go. The shot where Betty kind of rises up like a monster, like, jaws out of the water. It was just like Split. It was It was just like Split. Yeah. yeah I think there might be 23 Bettys. <laughs> like, we're Definitely. gonna need to give Lily Reinhardt the, like, orphan black acting award yeah, for, like, being yeah. able to juggle roles. Yeah. And she pretty she says, like, get out of my house or I'll kill you. It's it's a lot. I love off her rocker Betty, but there's like definitely more of that coming up, so we should slow it down a yeah. bit. Um, I will also say, dialing it back, there's the scene where Veronica and Archie are walking down the street at sunset. Oh yeah. And Archie's telling the story about Betty, mm-hmm. and it's like a cute little world building thing. And oh, this yeah. you mentioned little Archie Betty. This right. scene explicitly he mentions he's like, and then Betty said to me. Oh, little Archie. And I was like, That's oh, cute. wow. Yeah. And also, I think, uh, and again, going back to KJ Appa's Instagram, mm-hmm. he Instagrammed a shot from that 
from that scene or like a, a like a I guess a set shot and he's like I really it, it was something like I really like this aesthetic or this <laughs> shot was truly beautiful something oh annoying but he's only 19 so I gave it a pass yeah but uh yeah he was into that scene too <laughs> well good you could tell he was he was putting stuff into it oh yeah and then Archie and Jughead, so there's all kinds of confrontations. Something is in the fog mm-hmm. in Riverdale. There's that night. something. Something in the fog. Because first it's Cheryl and Betty, and then there's Jughead and Archie outside of Archie's house. Yeah. Um, and they, like, talk about their friend breakup. It's funny because they're talking about how it's been, like, forever, and they're totally different people, and it's been definitely literally, like, four weeks. Like, yeah. It's like, it was just July, and now it's just, like, September. Yeah, he's, like, in the summer, and I'm like, didn't? the school year start last episode <laughs> like, yeah. it's it's not been that long but they've like changed man mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah and Jughead's just very Jughead just thinks he knows everything and I will give him that he knows more than anyone else on the show but he does not know nearly enough to be saying the things that he says no I actually think Cheryl might know the most <laughs> Cheryl's low-key in Mensa <laughs> definitely um and then the next episode, Betty and Veronica make up after Betty's disastrous next, Cheryl experience. The next episode? Next episode. Next scene. Okay, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, I mean an episode like an episode. Right, right. Like a total <laughs> episode. And they say that a friend is better than a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Which is cute. Which is cute. You know that's not going to last. <laughs> not that's gonna not going to last at all. I mean, but it's, I kind of like that she thought it was. Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like this is a good time for me to ask you. Yes. This thought crossed my mind. Did this episode pass the Bechdel test, or did the last one? Okay. Or actually, before we get into this, Rebecca, for those who don't know, why don't you explain what the Bechdel test is? Okay, I'm sure most savvy listeners know what it is already, but mm-hmm. the three rules are two char- two female characters right. with names talk to each other about something besides a boy, and I realized, yes, this show does. This Kind show? of. Okay. This episode? No, yes. This episode mm-hmm. does, because later on... Betty asks her mom if she could see Polly. Now, obviously, oh. this is in context of Jason drove Polly insane. But not directly. Still, though, yeah. we get that. And we also get Cheryl and Betty talking about the decor in Betty's bedroom. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Which is, like, still They're weak, but yeah. they're a pass. It's a weak pass. It's a weak pass. Alison Bechtel wouldn't be pleased, but mm-hmm. she'd allow it. Yeah. Like, in the strict sense of, of the rules. And I feel like... And maybe this is me just being, like, archaic and gross, but I feel like the fact that any episode of a show set in the Archie world could pass a Bechdel test is a pretty impressive feat, considering, like, the entire plot of Archie comics is, like, people fighting over Archie. Yeah. So yeah. May- maybe it'll get more Bechdel-y as we go on. Mm-hmm. As we veer, like, further from the comics. Yeah, That hopefully. would be nice. Yeah. Um... So they decide to, to be friends again. And then everyone's in the student lounge, and I love that just, like, these 15-year-olds have a student lounge, like, straight out of, like, the nicest private yeah. school. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like the Warblers student, like, like the house in Glee that all the private school kids go to. Yeah, it was, um, it's, like, very swank, it's very nice, it's, like, cool that that's not even, like, the seniors' lounge, but, yeah, like... Yeah, it was, like, for, it, it had, like, it had, like, mahogany wood floors and, like, like, finished trim. Slush couches. Yeah, very nice, and, like, a view... And, like, all the boys are there being... Being boys. Being boys and, like, slinging around rumors about Jason. Mm-hmm. And... And they also said that was the scene where Reggie calls out Kevin 
or calls out Moose. Calls out Moose. Saying, like, what were you doing with Kevin? Not only that, his segue for that is he says, speaking of offensive tight ends, which, like, is a football that, term, I but completely, could also be, like... <laughs> I completely missed that. Yeah. Wow. Speaking of offensive tight ends. And I feel like this is probably, like, Reggie, like, ripping on Moose is probably as close as we're going to get to homophobia in the show that's, like, overt. Like, someone name-calling or bullying someone in a high school context. I think... Um, the only other way that it's happening is if there's a plot about, like, Kevin's sheriff dad being homophobic. That could be interesting. But I also feel like it's, like, Kevin himself is being a kind of, like, gross gay. Do you know what I mean? Like, in the way that he's treating him, like, I get what he's like. He doesn't want to guide him out of the closet because that's, like, a lot of baggage. But he could, like, have a response that's not, like, no, you're not, like, yeah. Like, he's very much, like, denying Moose his own, like, coming out. It's kind of gross. Yeah, no, it is. It's Kevin's... Uh, we'll see if they, like, make Kevin a bit better, because right now... <laughs> I also, like, am, like, low-key hoping that Moose just does come out and is, like, a fully gay character, but I feel like because of what Kevin's doing, they're gonna, like, make him this, like, perpetually, like, sort of closeted, sort of not. Or, like, maybe they'll say that he's bi or something, well, but I... I'm just wondering... It'll come up more in episode three, but, like, these football players share a lot with each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just wonder, like, I maybe Midge has just been his beard for, like, a very long time. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. And I feel like they can't do another, like, they can't do another closeted gay football player, because Glee did that. Yeah. You know? I guess we'll have to just see where the We'll have fall. to just see. Anyway, so Reggie, like, she kind of switches his aggression over mm-hmm. from Moose to Jughead. Mm-hmm. Poor Jughead, who earlier in the episode they called him Wednesday Adams. <laughs> Which was <laughs> Poor very accurate. Yeah. A uh, little bit. He also, like, of, I'd be flattered. Yeah. But... He reminds me of Winona Ryder in Beetlejuice. Yes! Like, like, I feel like he should be floating in the air in, like, a veil. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and then Archie kind of sticks up for him. Yeah, Archie jumps in and takes a punch, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's got that shiner. Yeah, which is cute, I thought. Yeah. Um, Oh, also, though, like, if you're being accused of bringing it all back, of having sex with dead bodies, don't, like, correct the... Don't be like, it's called necrophilia. Like, don't, like, show that you're... Yeah, I would have just been like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. I find, like, the best way to deal with people like that is just to agree with them, and then they get frustrated. Yeah. But he had to, like be a dictionary about it. I guess you'd be like, uh, yeah, your mom's dead body. Yeah. <laughs> like, after I killed your mom, I had sex with her. Maybe that's a bit dark for CW, though. But not too dark for Jughead. And like, also not too dark for Netflix. Like, I yeah. feel like they would go there. <laughs> oh, Yeah, God. Jughead definitely would go there. Side note, speaking of dead moms and Netflix, have you seen Santa Clarita Diet? No, but I hear it's beefing with another show that had eye zombies. That's, right? Yes. Which was that, are, was like, that really, like, sad of me? Eye Zombie is low-key my favorite show, okay. so I've been following <laughs> okay, this. But so I loved know. Santa Clarita also, so I feel like my two zombie children are, are fighting. Honestly, I... I do love anything that Drew touches. I think she's mm-hmm. a great actor, and I love her story, and I love the name of her child. So I will watch Santa Clarita. Die. What's your child's name? Olive. Which Aww. is like, which normally like fuck Apple. I'm not down for Gwyneth's child, but Olive is so small, and it's so almost a name. Like it's almost Oliver. Yeah, or Olive. Olivia. Yeah, exactly. That's Actually, all it is. I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. Actually, I kind of hope it's like. A girl named Olive. I no, feel like that's it's... what I was... Assuming. I think okay. Olive is, like, for a girl. Maybe her middle name is, like... 
pimento or something. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a whole thing. Oh my god, I wish. <laughs> the next child is named Cocktail Onion. Maybe each, of her, maybe each of her kids is named a different type of olive. So there's, like, there's, like, green. <gasps> Kalamata yeah, is ca- a Kalamata. Name. And then it's just, like, black sliced. <laughs> Or can. Yeah, can. Can, can. Definitely can. Yeah, no, Drew is charming. He's very charming. Um, And in general. And then it's Pep Rally, which is like, this is, if there is like at all, besides Archie being hot, being a reason for this show to exist, Mm -hmm. that Pep Rally made me think like, 10-year-old Rebecca would be so happy to know that this show exists. Yeah, exactly. Full high, like, full Riverdale. Yeah, it's, like, one of those moments where, like, you kind of just allow yourself to, like, enjoy the, like, nostalgic throwback of the show. Yeah. Like, not long enough for it to be gross and awful, but just, yeah. like, enough to indulge. Like, this was. If they could pepper in one of those each episode, and just having Betty and Veronica, like, holding the banner. Yeah. <laughs> Football boys charging through it, yeah. and Jughead being sulky on the side of the bleachers. That's also something that kind of bums me out a bit because I feel like that's not even necessarily like a like a decade thing or like a time thing. I just feel like part of it is because like we live in Toronto, and I feel like high schools or public high schools in Toronto at least do not go that hard with school spirit. No. It's so much more of like an American thing. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, I've thought about this a lot, like, as 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 a Canadian and yeah. as a Torontonian, I think a lot about, like, American high schools and yeah. pop culture and, like, how they're represented. Um, then again, we have Degrassi, but, like, I've never actually seen an episode, so. I, no, I've seen, like, two episodes and it's never that exciting. And I feel like whenever I see a depiction of a high school in, a sh- like, in media, I guess Degrassi aside, like, in American media, I'm always like, Oh, that's so overdone. That's so overhyped. But, but I like, think that's how they are. It is. It is like that. And when I go to like the states to visit my cousins, and I see like American high schools, like public high schools, like on the corner of this street and that street, like they look from the outside like they do in movies. Like they're, I don't know. Like, I guess people always talk about how the states like school system is so shit. But like that being said, they just do a better job of like looking cool. I will say. Um, I went to Northern, which has all the makings of, like, resem- like they film American high school things right. there, because it resembles it. Right. It's, like, 2,000 students. We got the football team yeah. in the football field. Wow. But it's in the middle of Toronto, so, like, no one gives a shit. Like, it's yeah. not, like, a thing where, like, people are, like... People aren't tailgating or, like... No. Like, yeah. No one's, like... I think the only... T- like, you could buy out when there was a football game, pay $2 to skip class, but then, like, no one would go to the game yeah, people don't like leave. go to the game you just kind of yeah. and like the popular boys weren't the ones like doing football yeah um yeah it's kind of sad i wish we had that like high school spirit a little bit ultimately i'm very happy we don't oh no i'm glad now i feel <laughs> no, like the people who do have that turn out to be horrible i think if you're from toronto maybe it's the same if you're from like i think our high school experience was probably closer to veronica's oh definitely yeah we're total veronica's yeah yeah <laughs> for sure and I mean that in, like, the most self-flattering way. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, obviously. We're very, we're, we are urbane. Yeah, we are urbane. Eating our magnolia cupcakes. Yes, yes. Wearing our body contrasses <laughs> in mm-hmm. school. Okay, so then next we go to... Oh, they make up, though. At the pep- Jughead and Archie make up. Yeah, Jughead and Archie make up in a real cute way, and he's like, I'm not going to hug you here. Um... Yeah, that was sweet. We'll do, we're not going to do that. We're going to do that masculine thing where yeah, we hide our it was feelings. A, it was a bit of a no-homo moment, but I feel like I let Jug- Jughead get away with it because he's also just, like, 
kind of dorky. Also, like, I know they're going to be breaking it out eventually, or they, like, should be, that, like, Jughead is canon ace, like, he's canon asexual, like... Yeah, I can see it. They're going to have to... Yeah, he's going to, like... Yeah. I find that very hot. <laughs> asexual people? No, I find just specifically the idea Jughead? that, like, Cole Sprouse is... Jughead <laughs> is asexual. I think like, this is really... This is bad. <laughs> but I'm like, I could change it. <laughs> <laughs> you want what you can't have. <laughs> a little bit. Um, yeah, so they make up, and then the mayor, Josie's mom, mm-hmm. gives a speech, a little, what does she say? She says, like, this is in memory of Jason or some stuff like that. Yeah. And I don't know if you thought this, but I actually was so, like, caught off guard, but I really think, I don't know who that actor is, but she looks like a mix between um, Vanessa Williams yes. and Sandy Newton. Like, very much so. I thought, first time I was like, oh my god, that's Vanessa Williams. Like, that's crazy. And I then I was saw, like, no, no, it's Sandy Newton. I saw the, uh, is it Sandy? I know it's spelled Sandy. Oh, I thought it was Tandy. pronounced Sandy. Maybe it's probably Sandy. I could be wrong. But I saw the Sandy Newton, and I knew it was offset with something else, and you've nailed it. She's yeah. like a 50-50 split. It's totally. And it's like, maybe someone's got to be related to someone else. Yeah. But yeah, so that's just my piece there. Um, then we get that little flash. Cheryl's on stage, and Archie and the, the rest of the team come running through the banner, and Cheryl gets a little glimpse of uh, Jason's head on Archie's body, which, by the way, is straight up someone's nightmare. It's like... Uh, super creepy. I'm surprised the head didn't, like, turn full 360 in a circle like that. Oh, exercise, yeah. It, it, was... it was real messed up. It reminded me of that photo where someone switched, like, Kim is pregnant, and someone switched Kanye and Kim's heads. No! It was, like, that disturbing. But for some reason, it was, like, really emotional to share. Like, she felt, like, kind of overwhelmed by it. Like, if I saw that, I'd be like, ugh. But she was like, oh, my God. And then... She hits the field and runs the opposite direction. Yep, runs to the locker room, and and clearly any of her friends who she's been in school with for, like, 17 years don't give a shit about her, because the only people who run after her are Betty and Veronica. It's true. Um, oh, and this is after we should talk, I, I do want to mention the song, because that's oh, yeah. an Archie song from the 60s mm-hmm. that they've revived and given to Josie and the Pussycats. We're actually doing quite a good job in their role, I think. I think so. I like that they're almost like they're like the bards of the show. Yeah. Every episode, they're like, they, 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 they do a little song that kind of moves things along. Yeah. I like that we're getting a performance in episode. I like it, too. And I also feel like they do a good job of keeping us, like, reminded of the fact that, like, this show is in the real world. Like, if they didn't have those three girls to kind of, like, hold it down, I might get, like, a little swept away and like, too much into Archie's role, but they're, like, by the way, they're people who can actually, like, sing in a way that's appealing to people that aren't, like, white people in the 50s. Yeah, and there's, like, other students at this school who, like, aren't engaged (laughs) in a murder. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they're at the locker room, and Cheryl says he was supposed to come back. Which is a little hint towards what's to come. And I feel like it's also, to me, a little hint towards a maybe twincestual relationship. It felt a little bit too. So this episode started off with many images that were like pushing hard. Oh yeah, it's twincest. It's dripping in twincest. Um, Jughead says it changed the town. We were all shocked. We kept ex- expecting to see Jason and Cheryl like in a booth, and it showed them like splitting a milkshake. Which, like, this show, as we've made clear, uses a lot of very specific iconography mm-hmm. to represent things. Clothes, hair color, milkshakes. Right. milkshakes and the splitting of milkshake important. is, like, that is, that's a clear sign as any. That's like having a child. Well, also, they're, like, very romantic, but it is, like, <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's very, like, yeah. it, the, the deal is done. Well, to, like, further that point, after the rally, um, 
Betty asks Veronica out for a milkshake, mm-hmm. which is like, that's the true makeup. And that's when Veronica makes their vow that yeah. they're never going to let a boy get in the way of them. And then who joins them in the diner? But... Archie and Yughead. As soon as she says it, she mm-hmm. looks up, Archie comes in. It's like a reverse of the first episode yes. where, like, Veronica walked in and Archie saw. Mm-hmm. Um, and they switch it up, too. Like, they're they're seated, they, like, stagger it, so mm-hmm. it's boy-girl, boy-girl, which I thought really, was kind of cute. Yeah, they really look like a group of friends there, and, like, my heart, like, got a little, like, warmed by seeing them, like, together as, like, a gang yeah. in the booth. Okay, but I have a question for you about that scene. It's okay. about the last line. Yes. So, as you probably remember, Jughead says something like, it looked like there were four, <laughs> oh, yeah. but there were only three people in that booth that day. What does that mean? Um... What did you make of it? Well, I'm reading into it that he's asexual. <laughs> I'm just, again, being like, okay, confirmed I thought... asexual, this is a love triangle, he's just the observer. Okay, because my, my mind went to two places. Okay. One was like, okay, he's being real moody and being like, I'm not, like, a person, I'm just, like, an observing auteur, and this is my story. I think fair. My second place was Desperate Housewives. Mm-hmm. He's narrating the show, but he he's died dead. before it started. <gasps> Oh, but okay. My God. But then, as soon as I thought that, I was like, "Oh my God, it's totally that." But then, there's so many parts of the story that wouldn't make sense if Jughead weren't actually there, mm-hmm. unless it's like one of those things where, like, and one of my friends talks about this as her greatest fear, and it actually chills me every time she brings it up. But it would be absolutely terrifying to have a person that you spend like an entire summer with, just like hanging out with, going to do things, and, like going to parties, and like going on vacation with that you get really close to, and then like taking them to a house party and being like, oh, like, this is, like, if I was like, this is Rebecca, like, she's been hanging out with me, and, like, we've been doing all this fun stuff, and someone was like, who? Stop. And they're like, what? <laughs> and you realize that you're actually delusional and, like, have been imagining a person, like, what if Jughead is that to Archie? We just oh. have to keep track of who Jughead interacts with. That's a really good point, because who has he interacted with? He's, like, totally a ghost. He's totally a phantom. I started to wonder if he, like, lives in Pops. Like, maybe he doesn't have, like, parents. Or maybe it's, like, American Horror Story Season 1, where, like, he can't go within a certain distance away from Pops, or else he just comes back into it. Jughead might full-on be a ghost. That's crazy. But But then Reggie does, like, make fun of him. Yeah, but, like, kind of makes fun of him for, like, being a ghost. Maybe. Maybe he's in that whole, like year of, like, Riverdale teens, like, class of, like, like born in 19, not, uh, I guess, born in, like, 2001. Yeah. Um, maybe he's just, like, haunting oh God, all of his classmates. younger than we are. Yeah, but, That really yeah. creeps me out. By, like, a lot. Holy shit. Um. They're also hot. Anyway, like, you just gave me my new favorite theory, mm-hmm. um, because could I tell you what my theory is right yes. now? Speaking of, like, you said the stuff about the pep rally and the, like, old-timey stuff, mm-hmm. I would love if, like, Riverdale was a town trapped in time, and that would explain, like, the Archie oh. comic thing of they've been around for 75 years, and you read all the comics, and they remain teenagers, but they wear different outfits and have different yeah, technology. Like, some weird, like, Stephen King twist on it where they're all in, like, a time vortex. I want to think escape. they're, like, eternal teens, and they've been, like playing this shit out for 75 years. I want it to be like Riverdale is Westworld. It's kind of scary. Like, their lives exist on a loop, and then in episode 10, it zooms out, and someone's (laughs) just, like, playing with pieces of a puzzle. Oh, my God. Or, like, flipping through the page, chapter 11. (laughs) And they think they have free will, but their destiny is controlled by some, like, supreme... This got really 
existential and scary. But they are kind of like types, and they call each other out for being types. It's true. They do seem like puppets on a string. Maybe this could be like providing the successful like meta mind fuckery that like Westworld I think kind of failed at. Maybe this whole I agree. First of all, let me just go on the record and I'm not gonna say where I live because I will get death threats. We've said it so many times. I hate Westworld. I think it is so stupid. I think it's dumb. I think they took one genre that I hate, combined it with another genre that I hate, and made (laughs) something that I really hate. Um I it's too it's too confusing. I I watched the whole thing. I didn't confusing wasn't the problem for me. I just think like it set itself up as critiquing those genres that you hate. Mm-hmm. It set itself up as being like, oh, isn't it crazy that we tune into these, like, HBO, like, violence porn shows? Yeah. Where, like, we watch people, like, assault women, but, like, because, um, but, like, this show is, like, actually, like, uh, critiquing that, like, it's critiquing that entertainment, but then it, like, full-on was having its cake, eating it, it, it too, and just, like, being that type of show. It, being that type of dark and moody, like, yeah, this is about an anti-hero who blah blah blah. I don't know. I, I also thought that it was, like, okay, as confusing as the story was, like, I was able to follow it until, like, the second last episode, and then I just had to give up. Mm-hmm. I also watched it with my mom, who, A, falls asleep ten minutes into anything we watch every And that is a show that'll put you to bed. Yeah, and then wakes up and asks me to explain it. So the stakes are really high to me, because I have to be able to recite it to my Right, you person. gotta save face. So after the last episode, I was like, I don't know, they, like, it's fucked. But it was kind of, like, annoying that they put, like, the, sh- the story was so confusing, but then if Anthony Hopkins is in it, Obviously, okay, it's Anthony Hopkins. He's going to have some devious role. And, like, if Evan Rachel Wood is in it, she's going to be some sort of, like, victimized, like, like, I don't know. It just felt like it was like, okay, wow, something bad's going to happen and Anthony Hopkins is going to be, like, associated with it. Big surprise. I just think it had the potential um, to do some really cool meta commentary about the genre. And it kind of, like, faked at that and ended up just being the sort of puzzle box lost mystery show, indulging the type of Reddit obsessive fans who love to, like, pick shit apart. Like, it was just indulging, like, that side of it, like, the shit in the narrative and, like, the plot and sacrificed character and sacrificed, like, the actually cool woke commentary it could have been making. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, whatever. Westworld aside. We'll just... Agree that we just no. Don't we care for forgot it. to rank the first episode on the scale that I wanted to introduce. Oh yes, Rebecca has a fun scale. So I think we should be ranking each episode on a scale of um one to six of Archie's abs. Ooh, I like the scale. Um, so firstly, let's go back to episode one. So for episode one, let me say that this was a strong episode for me. I really liked how it set up the characters, mm-hmm. and I feel like it really grabbed me in a way where like. I was kind of taken by, like, the mystery and intrigue of the show. Yeah. So I love a show that comes in strong. For me, I would give it, and I'm, like, kind of a hard marker, I would say. It's four and a half out of six Archie Abs. For the pilot? Yeah, for the pilot. Oh. And, like, that's good for me. Like, I wouldn't watch the show if it were, like, below a four. Right. But I also, like, feel like a six is, like, it's, like, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You know, it's, it's pretty hard to attain. See, I'm going to give the pilot a six because pilots are, like, hard to do. I guess in dramas, pilots are kind of, like, maybe not as hard to do as No, I think comedy, it was stupendous. I... I'm just trying to, like, hold my readings back in case something better comes along so right. I can exceed it. I think the pilot set a really strong standard um, and did a good job setting the tone, as you said, setting the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a reason why coming out of, like, all the pilot, like, press season and Comic-Con and shit, like, last summer... Um, people were thrilled about this, and I think it's because, yeah. like, 
It just it defied expectations. No one thought it would be as good as it was. And honestly, I feel like we have Roberto Aguirre Sacasa Sacasa <laughs> to thank for that Absolutely. because he did a great job with this. So four and a half, six averages out to like five point two five. Yeah, yeah, probably. And episode two, where are you putting it? I would give episode two a four. Okay. I think it was not as strong, but it had to be that way because we needed to have some background development sure. into the characters' relationships with each other. And in order to get the plot moving more, we needed that. So I always expect a second episode to come in a little bit weaker than its first. Yeah. But it still held my interest. I was still there for it. I was still into it. And I liked what I learned. It was no one. I'm sure it'll get better. But I just feel like it was slightly weaker. Um, I am going to bump it up to four and a half. Because Pep Rally tips it over for me. Okay. And, um... And Crazy Betty tips it over Honestly, me. Mrs. Phillips, I would, I'll take it to a four and a half. That okay. was the best line I've ever heard. <laughs> and I love that Betty didn't even defend herself. She was just, or Kevin was just kind of like, okay. So power rankings of this episode, would you say Mrs. Phillips is like ruling oh, the Oh, Mrs. Right Phillips now? is a mile ahead. And that includes yeah. Betty's mom. Mrs. Phillips is like a 10. Betty's mom is like a 7. Sorry, if we're doing Archie's abs, Betty's mom is like a 4. Mrs. Phillips is 6 abs. She's a 6 She's six. She's a hard 6 She's the full thing. Yeah. Um, throw in his pecs. Oh, yeah. She's pecs. everything. She, no body fat. She's on a strict kale and protein diet. Oh, we totally forgot to mention that at the end of the episode, Cheryl says, I'm guilty to the police. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> true. True. puts out her hands in, in cuff form, um, and the sheriff is like, okay, you don't have to do that. Like, chill. Yeah. Like, you're being dramatic. The sheriff's like, we're going to the principal's office. Now, were you surprised by this, that, like, the show was playing its hand a bit too soon, and they could have dragged out... A character making a confession? Initially I was, but then I thought back to the moment where Cheryl snapped at Betty. And yeah. she's like, because I think Polly had something to do with Jason's murder. So that was a very sincere reaction. So this tells us that Paul, or Cheryl genuinely does have something to be concerned about, and she is trying to figure something out. So when she says he's, she's guilty, we think, okay, she's guilty because she did something bad or she concealed something, but I still don't believe Cheryl killed Jason. Right. And I feel like... They're playing their hand early, but they're kind of, like, hooking us in, and we're definitely going to learn more about this. Yeah. The one last thing I want to say about this episode um, is there were two moments where I realized, even though these teens are, like, implausibly hot and, like, you know, caught up in this, like, larger-than-life, like, murder plot, one scenario that, um, or, like, one thing that they put forth that I think, like, represents, like, being actually a teen and being a high schooler really well, Mm -hmm. um, is they do have, like, kind of, like, a high schooler's understanding of how time works. So at the very beginning, Betty says something about how, like, oh, next week Veronica and I will say hi to each other in the halls. Two weeks we won't even be friends. Like, three weeks. And then later in the episode, like, there's the whole thing about, like, oh, this summer... Archie, you were like this, Jughead, and being like, and now you've changed so much. Like, when you're a teenager, a few weeks, or a month of the school year, like, so much shit can change. Yeah, and I feel like Your life can change. Your social groups are always kind of being, like, renegotiated. And that's, like, kind of an understanding of, like, teen world and teen time. In that respect, they definitely do a good job of, like, making it seem like it's high school. Yeah. All right. So, I think that's our recap of... Fog with the wind. Gone, yeah, fog, gone with the fog. Gone with the fog with the wind. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to keep in touch or follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at, at Riverdale Recaps and no S at Riverdale Recap. 
And we are going to be coming out with an episode every week following, we'll put it out the Monday or Tuesday of every week following the episode. I guess it airs on Friday on CW, right? It airs on Thursdays on CW. We get it here Friday morning on Netflix. Okay, so yeah, so we're, if you can't already tell, watching from Canada, so we can't see it on CW. so Canadian, which, you know what? The show's filmed in Canada, so I feel like it's like, yeah, it's filmed in Vancouver. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. they're, like, doing it at, like, a high school in Burnaby. Wow. Sweetwater Rivers, like, in... Yeah. Um, yeah, but, so, if you're looking for us to live tweet, expect it on a Friday. Because (laughs) because we're Canadian. Yeah, and also, like, full-time shifted, and on a... You know what? Like, I might start trying to find, like, a stream. Yeah, that could be worth it. A a nice Thursday night watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so look out for us on Twitter, and we'll see you next week.